Welcome back. This is episode five, Bankruptcy and the Consequences to Your Credit. This is Oli Terefter, your host and guide and mentor. Stick around. Well, first, let's welcome you to this episode and this specific podcast we call The Wealth Ladder to help you get more financially done to live a more prosperous and fruitful financial life. Before we get started on today's content and this episode, I'm going to ask you to do me a small solid. Consider subscribing to this podcast. If you've been following me on YouTube and you're watching my content or you know anything about the type of stuff that I provide in terms of education, you know that I always try to be thorough and try to provide the most value possible so that you can take that knowledge and apply it to you. But most importantly, I'd also like it if you can help me get the distribution going when it comes to this content so that as much as you are enjoying this, I'd like others to have access to the same thing. And for me to be able to get that reach, there is a little thing we need to do. So if you can help me by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a rating, if you've been listening to my other episodes, leave me a good rating, whether you're listening on Android, it could be Google Play, it could be Stitcher or even iTunes, it'll help me get that distribution. So with that, I'd like to thank you for being here and let's get on to today's topic. So we're discussing bankruptcy and the consequences of your credit to bankruptcy. For the most part, we know that it's something that can become um, inevitable. A lot of people can file bankruptcy because they're in a situation or position that they don't have a choice, that they have absolutely no control over it because their financial circumstances have turned around. It's a situation where there's a lot of disaster. There's a, a lot of things that are happening and it's almost impossible to avoid. So instead, we have to focus really on the, in, in the aspect of what are some of the things that we have to be realistic about when it comes to life after bankruptcy? What if we were to file bankruptcy, you know, whether it be chapter 7, 11, or 13, whatever the case, uh, what happens post-bankruptcy, right? And what are some of the ways that we can rebuild ourselves? But before we start thinking about rebuilding credit, we have to understand the consequences it will have on our credit. See, a lot of people go through bankruptcy and, and given the credit game, you know, the system of being able to tap into those credit reporting agencies and systematically working to get neg- rid of negative reported items and records from your credit profile, we need to know, okay, that's just based on the credit reporting snapshot and, and credit reporting, right? So that, I'm going to clarify something for you. And we're going to talk about this in a whole new episode at a later point, but Keep in mind, credit reporting is basically a performance snapshot of an individual. It has nothing to do with your obligations at all. So a lot of people think of credit reporting as if some negative items get removed from your credit reports, does that still oblige me to respect the payments with that creditor or let's say an agency, the government, or do I have to still maintain that? And the reality is, yes, you do. Because credit reporting is simply cleaning up the data that's you know based on you as a performance indicator on how risky you are. It's nothing to do with your financial obligations. And a lot of people think that, oh, if I remove it from a credit report, I don't have to pay them anymore. And that's not the reality of it, right? Aside from some of these creditors, like collection agencies and stuff, which are completely different types of you know animals when on their own uh, when it comes to dealing with them. But the type of thing that I'm talking about is there's the legitimate accounts that you have, child support, whether it be you know, some obligations with data furnishers and, and creditors and vendors even. You know, don't ignore the obligations just because it's coming off of your credit report. So that's the first step we need to understand. Now, moving on to the topic of bankruptcy and why, you know, the, the consequence on it is, is so harsh and it's very complicated for you to, to, to build credit after that if you don't systematically do it. The first thing I'd like to clarify is, see, a lot of people out there are teaching, hey, look, we will get rid of your bankruptcy. Okay, and we'll get rid of it even if you're discharged like a few months ago. And then you'll be able to tap into credit like you've never done before. Don't worry about if you had a bankruptcy or not. We're going to get you into a credit system 
uh, where you'd be able to get, you know, $100,000 in credit card funding or whatever the case, right? These ridiculous claims that people are making out there. Let's, let's be frank, okay? The reality is you basically filed bankruptcy, okay? Let, let's just think about the reality of the situation. And you basically gave the middle finger and, and, and told the creditors to go to hell. And you used the system of law that's available to you as a consumer to protect yourself against predatory, you know, lending and, and, and situation of financial deficit. And you told them, hey, look, I'm going to use the system and I'm going to screw you and I don't want to pay you anymore. Uh, but uh, after a few months, you know, I'll just clean it off my credit report with these tactics that I know and then I'll come back to you and, and you're going to lend me money again, right? And and, and the, the level of insanity to that is perfection, okay? Because the, the reason why I say that is because it's almost impossible for anybody to have established credit in a matter of months after filing bankruptcy getting these type of amounts, Unless otherwise they have a cosigner. And even at that, the cosigner is not thinking straight. It doesn't matter if it's family or not because that individual that filed bankruptcy, there's financial transformation that needs to happen before they can be trusted again. So that's the consequence we need to understand, right? So a lot of people go out there and they get their credit cleaned up, you know, bankruptcy, whatever the case. And they believe that in a couple of months from there, they can simply go and tap into hundreds of thousands of credit or tens of thousands, let alone. And it's not as easy. A lot of people think it's easy, but it's not as easy. Let's be real. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take absolute level of discipline and commitment towards demonstrating to creditors of potential future who are going to lend you and trust you again that you have the capability to handle this. So for those who are really thinking that, hey, I can just remove you know negative stuff from my credit report, remove the bankruptcy, go back and basically apply for credit, they have something coming for them. It's not as easy as it sounds, you know, and you have to think about it. There's a lot of things that you have to go through transformation-wise for a creditor to believe that you are authentically trying to borrow and are trying to be maintaining a solid relationship with them. So consequentially, you know, if you, if you follow the system that I'm just describing, okay, well, well, you know, that's true. If I file bankruptcy, anybody selling you a pipe dream and giving you trade lines and telling you you can just get funding and stuff like that, you have to be careful. You can. You can financially engineer your profile, right? But let's assume that you were able to successfully get the type of credit or, or the amount that you're looking for through financial engineering to removing the bankruptcy from a credit report. What of it after that? How are you going to use the money? How has it changed? Right? Has it changed where all of a sudden you have a mental shift and you saw golden opportunities and you'd be connecting with centimillionaire and billionaire families to get you into deals that you'll train, change your life just by using a bit of credit? With a financial habit of filing bankruptcy and the mere fact that you got in trouble in the first place, no investor, legitimate or illegitimate, would have the ability to trust anybody who has a financial deficient, deficiency in their credit reports like that. So even if you were to have access to the credit profile and, and the, the resources of financial engineering your credit profile to be able to get the maximum level of funding after bankruptcy, What's the consequence after that? Well, the consequence is very severe, right? You're going to use the money, and because you haven't maintained that discipline and habit, you're going to burn a whole new set of bridges. And as much as we'd like to admit that, hey, we have changed, we, we're going to do better, we're going to transform, we're going to, we're going to, you know, build a habit of financial responsibility. You know, it, it's, it's that DNA in you. It's, it's almost impossible to change overnight to make decisions. And, and the fact is unless we have demonstrated some level of confidence with ourselves 
through those relationships in the past and future and existing and present that we're able to be responsible. It's very hard that you will not use that credit to the max and basically default again, right? It's going to happen. So the first step to really understanding the rebuilding effort of credit after bankruptcy is be realistic, is understand this is it. And, and treat creditors like if they were people, right? If you were to look at it systematically, and let's assume that we're not looking at it as a banking system anymore, but rather individuals, you treat them as though they were people and they were your friends. Think about that. Think about the word that spreads. About this person is not legit. And that spread is the credit report. And sometimes internal databases, people say, well, we can remove bankruptcy and we can challenge that the court cases don't really spread that and all that. But there's fraud alerts, there's fraud databases, there's other things that you and I as consumers don't have access to because we're not institutional. We don't have hundreds of millions in our pocket. So with that given, we have to use the tools and the information that we have to our, to the best of our knowledge in order to move forward beyond bankruptcy. So I encourage you to think twice when you're being sold on a pipe dream about life after bankruptcy and getting hundreds of thousands of dollars to the reality of what you'll need to do, not only on your on your personal level when it comes to discipline, but the outcome that you can create by having established that systematic discipline. It's going to be so much better than just having free money, screwing it up, and burning more bridges, and looking down when you're at the stores because you can't face the people you, you screwed up. And you're not going to be looking down at stores this time, but you're going to be looking down at yourself because you're seeing other people living the best financial life they can while you're stuck Right, because you haven't given the time to mature and, re- and nurture those relationships and follow a system that could have made you so much better and wealthier. So I hope you take this lesson to heart. And this was again the life after bankruptcy, the consequences of bankruptcy, and credit report, and what are some of the things that you need to do to systematically build credit right after that. This is your guide and mentor, Ali Tarafter. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, don't forget to rate this podcast, whether you be on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And definitely consider subscribing so that you can hear more of this stuff. And follow me on YouTube if you haven't done so yet. If you search up Alita Rafter, you should be able to see that. And uh, I definitely look forward to hear, you know, seeing you on the next episode and having you on board once again. Hope you guys stay safe and sound. Catch you on the next one. Bye for now.